I've said this for a while now and it's not very popular. Retail floristry is dying as we know it. Now, I can understand why that would be offensive if you've got money invested as a retail florist in a shop front, in a shopping center, staffing, and that's your livelihood. The first inclination would be to go on the defensive to justify and say, no, it's not. But when you look at the economic indicators, and I'm talking about the Australian market, and I would hazard a guess that the American market may be similar. When you look at all the economic indicators and you look at the percentage of decline in foot traffic and even phone and internet traffic going through stores, the pattern of spending by consumers is definitely changing. Now, where's it going and what's happening? People today don't understand that they actually need a good relationship with their florist. And the reason they don't understand it is because the florists haven't been able to articulate this or sell them the idea that they are important. You see, florists have become irrelevant in today's society and consumers' minds. Now, that's a real shame because florists and flowers and plants are vital especially today in late 2018, to consumers. Because with the level of mental health deterioration that's there, now is the time that people actually need to consume more flowers and more plants because of the tech world that we live in. But you see, it's like floristry is asleep. Nobody in the flower industry has actually woken up to the fact that we're losing the battle for hearts and minds, that we need to reinvent ourselves as an industry sector, and we need to resell to the consumer what are the benefits of floristry, flowers, and plants. I believe I have the answer to this question. It's just whether or not people in the industry are willing to take up the, the chorus and help push this message. You see, in Australia, we have a problem. We don't have a peak industry body. We have well-meaning, hard-working grower groups trying to fill the void by a lack of a peak industry body. But until we get a peak industry body, we can't even get funding for a levy. Now, I might add, state groups could do a funding for a levy. I mean, we've had over five meetings about levies, but the old story of nobody wants to put their hand up comes up all the time. You see, in floristry and flowers, we talk a good game, but we suck at putting stuff into, into action. So... The answer for floristry in Australia, and it may be the same in America, is this. Flowers and plants are good for your health. The health and well-being industry right now is the number one booming industry worldwide. I was going to Google the figures so I could slot figures in here, but Google it yourself. It's in the billions, hundreds of billions it's worth. How do we take an industry that is teetering, that is semi-irrelevant, to the consumer and how do we make it mainstream and relevant we simply attach it to the number one craze and growing emerging industry in the world right now health and well-being you see there are even studies that are being done so it's not even just an idea there are studies being done right now um, and instigated by big groups like flora holland in um, holland about up do plants make a physical difference to somebody's well-being and mental health. I was fortunate enough recently to listen to a talk by Professor Bert Van Doon. I know I've said his last name wrong. He is a professor uh, who's doing a study in the effects plants have in workers' lives by placing them in offices and they track um, output, so efficiencies in workers, their well-being, and they actually bring them back to economic indicators. This is not just fluffy woo-woo stuff. This is actually measured studies that they can bring back into metrics. 
Now, Bert, um, who works for Phytagoras, in conjunction with Flora Holland, has come up with this study. And the, the results are amazing. The results come back and actually show that plants and flowers actually increase relative humidity in a workspace. And apparently, something that is really critical for a human to feel comfortable is relative humidity. I didn't know that. If your relative humidity is at the right level, then you'll feel much happier and much better. Now, how do plants do that? Plants actually, and flowers, cut flowers, do the same thing. They do it by absorbing particulates in the air through their stoma, stomata, that opens and closes. And it basically, the evaporation and gas exchange is basically what cleans the air. It filters the air. And by doing that, they also increase the relative humidity. Now, if you think this is still a bit woo-woo, there's a main study just being done in the Coca-Cola offices, and they've just done a trial with plants. They found that productivity increased, there was less illness and sick days, and overall the staff had better well-being, and there was less energy consumed in the building. How's that for a win? The only way that we'll ever get true change in, in the world, in our countries, in politics, is if you can bring it back to an economic indicator. So that's the key, right? They did all. They did tests. They had all uh, test cases. They did one level of office with no plants, the next office with plants. There was a lot of in-depth study done, um, and they had control groups. So this was a fed income survey, and they really did a good job. They found that productivity increased 60, 60% with plants. They also found that mistakes and uh, critical thinking issues dropped by 25%. In the areas that had plants. Now I'm talking plants, but I asked the professor this question. I said, Professor, do you believe that cut flowers would have the same effect? And his answer was, yes, because the cut flowers have the same process of um, air filtering and would also raise the humidity in the room, relative humidity. So therefore, I believe the effects would be the same with the clearing and the gas uptake. So for me, I go, whew. That's a very positive part, especially for flowers in Australia. They then also did a study in schools where they put plants in schools. Now, plants in schools saw a 30% increase in the test result. So what they did was they ran the test once, and then they ran the test again. Once in a classroom with no plants, once in a classroom with plants. They then adjusted, obviously, the second time through a test, kids will have a higher response rate. So they then looked at the percentage increase on both, and they adjusted for that. And they found that 30% uh, increased in the result. And once they adjusted, it was a net increase of 20% that they put down to the plants in that area. So you see there's very clear um, cases that plants will increase cognitive function and health and well-being. They also did a study in elderly healthcare where they had six to eight plants per room. And that was the optimum. Because the minute they had more, they actually saw a decline. And they believe that was because of the clutter effect. So there is a very exact science to how many should go into a room. They then did a study in a psychiatric ward. Same thing, plants, no plants. And there was a 45% increase in the feeling of safety amongst the, um, I was going to say inmates, uh, amongst the patients there. So all plants evap gases. Cut flowers take up chemicals quite well, was the answer that the um, professor gave. And when the water decreases in the vase, 
that actually shows the uh, flower working. Cut flowers clean the air. Now, something you may find interesting also, Bert mentioned, Professor Bert mentioned that um, plants actually send out an electrical impulse and they wired up a plant to a, um, a mobile trolley that the plant actually powered through the electrical impulses and it showed that the plant reacted to stimuli. So when you touch the plant, it actually turned the vehicle and changed the vehicle's direction. So how many of us think of plants and flowers as inanimate? As in, excuse me, things, not living things, but inanimate objects. Simply not the truth. How cool is it that they're living organisms emitting an electrical signal? And you can actually tap into that and hear it if you have the right receptor. I actually just saw a piece on Facebook this morning where a woman had wired up an um, electrical gizmo to a sunflower leaf and actually could hear the electronic sound that was made and it was just amazing. So for the flower industry in Australia, and I hazard a guess in America because we seem to share a lot of similarities, the relevance of flowers and plants has to be sold to the consumer. We have to start a consistent, methodical, and repetitive marketing set of messages that by having flowers and plants in our workspaces, in our home environments, in our schools, in our old people's homes, in our psychiatric hospitals, in our hospitals, will actually lead to an increase in health and well-being. What an incredible message. What an incredible time and opportunity that we have right now to actually enable us to sell a message that is not only commercially driven, but has incredible health impacts and benefits. In the second part of my podcast, I'm going to make this a second podcast, I'm actually going to go over a great talk that was given by Professor Paolo Simenzato, who talks about green space infrastructure and well-being. This is a second professor, different university, a professor here in Italy, and Bert's a professor in Holland, and they both agree. They're both saying the same things. How exciting. Thanks for listening to Business Bits. Keep an eye out on part two, the future of flowers.